Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Into the happy hour we roll. Scraby's favorite segment of the show. We Got to reset those top reset stories. Reset the top so story. Tunes in for at five o'clock. So. Right, you, you know the 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 reason behind that. I'm not just a crazy person. Is because five o'clock people get off work. They get in the car. They're like, I, I haven't been able to check Twitter. I haven't been able to check the headlines. All right, so let's let's do this. Let's run through the top stories. Let's start with the number one story of the day. If you're just getting off of work, you're getting into your car. You've been under a rock all day. Thank you, Tom Brady has officially retired again. Here's his message to you. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So uh, I won't be long-winded. You only get one super... Emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So, uh, really, thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. Tom started to get choked up there at the end. Clearly, uh, he's very much aware of the spectacle that this creates. He didn't. He said he only get one long emotional essay. He used his up last year. He's pretty uh, straight to the point, and uh, I believe him. I mean, the backdrop was was like ideal for this particular announcement you can't get any more he's depressing. on a beach yeah. it's overcast it's windy it's gray outside and uh as he you know the emotion at the end kind of fit with the picture in the background but tom brady chris has uh decided to call it quits yeah you can watch his announcement if you'd like just go online you have to watch a captain morgan ad first and then <laughs> not on his the, twitter uh, tom brady will come out and uh make the uh, announcement that he's retiring he did have a good angle on the uh Selfie cam. Yep. Wasn't going up he his wasn't nose. Wasn't going up his nostrils. He did a nice <laughs> job there. Uh, had his hair cut and combed. And, uh, you know, that's it for Tom Brady. He's the greatest of all time. And it's going to take a long time before somebody is able to catch up to him, you know, whether you're a fan of his or not. Seven Super Bowl championships. I mean, Tony and I were talking earlier. I mean, if Patrick Mahomes wins it this year and next year, you would consider Patrick Mahomes to be the unapproachable greatest player of this generation. And if he wins it this year or next year, 
he would have a grand total of three championships. He still wouldn't even be halfway to Tom Brady. And that's if Patrick Mahomes wins this year and next year, which he certainly hasn't done yet. So it's pretty remarkable how far out there he's put it, uh, all of the passing records, the touchdowns, everything else. So, uh, you know, look, this guy's the best, uh, whether you like it or not. And if he's not the best... We can all have to agree that he's accomplished the most. Yeah, there's no, no way that you can't argue, right? No, that's, I don't think that's you can. fact. I think um, his retirement makes you think about you know because we we've often I know I have I've called him the goat um, as in terms of quarterbacks, um, really in terms of winners, right? He's one of the goats, uh, and it's 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 so interesting to me to see a goat like Tom Brady, how he led. And the success he had doing it versus someone like Michael Jordan and how he led and the success he had in doing. You certainly can't argue that they are two completely different ways in leading. They got there in two completely different ways, right? Michael Jordan came on the scene as a freshman at North Carolina, hit the biggest, hit the, the, the national championship shot as a freshman, was a third overall pick in the draft. Uh, and led by fear, basically, right? I mean, <laughs> he he basically said, I'm going to be the hardest worker on this team, and if you want to be on this team, you're going to have to do the same. Whereas Tom Brady, by all accounts, got to know you. I heard Tom uh, Teddy Bruschi talking about it this morning. Got to know everybody uh, on, a, on a personal level um, and led – in some ways, they're similar, right? In terms of once they got onto the field, they were as competitive as it was. But um, it's just interesting to me to see that you can do it. Leadership can look many different ways, and Tom certainly was unique in, in the way that he led. Man, it's going to come from different places. Yeah, that's as right. you said, Jordan was at the top the entire way. He was also uh, – Jordan was the uh, – NCAA College Basketball Player of the Year. Right, so, right. I mean, he was the best of the best. He was the best. He got into that stardom early. Yeah. Tom Brady was hardly even the MVP of his own team. Right, late bloomer. Michigan, he was sharing the starting quarterback job at the time yeah. and was a 199th overall pick, and he winds up as the greatest quarterback ever. So that goes to show you how important the draft is. And why I don't care too much about it. Because <laughs> right. number three, who's going to be the fourth pick or the seventh pick or the 19th pick or the third round pick or the sixth? I don't know. Brock Purdy was the last pick. I, You know, I mean, these yeah, guys yeah. claim to know so much about this draft and they know about as much as uh, as I do when, yeah. it, when it comes down to these things. So there's no way you can measure, you know, the arm strength and the height and the weight and the jumping but you can't measure What's the inside? intangibles, right. as they say. Right. Tom Brady's intangibles are as great as any athlete in the history of sport. Now, that's the top story of the day. This one, this story I just came across. Uh, Pebble Beach makes eighth hole. You were ready for that, weren't you? I was. Not my mic, though. Pebble Beach makes eighth hole safer after Spieth's daring shot. Now, I'd be lying if I, if I could tell you what that daring shot looked like, but I do... No Pebble Beach presents some um, some scary uh, scenery there. Like there's some cliffs there. There's uh, there's some valleys there. 
Do you remember Scrappy, the shot? Do you, Scrappy? Yeah, I recall what happened. Yes. I, so, know, I know that he was like leaning over a yeah. canyon or something. So he hit the ball and, and in the eighth hole. Now that I've seen the hole, it, it like the fairway runs out into a canyon, and then you have to hit it over the canyon to get to the the green. But his ball stopped right at the edge of the canyon, and so he went to the edge of the canyon, and he had his lit, his front foot was actually below his back foot into the canyon. So if I give, if he slipped, if he slipped, he's, he's done. I mean, he's going to fall into the canyon. And they actually interviewed him today about it, and he said that if he would have, uh, if he were to do it over again, he wouldn't have hit the shot. He said it was so, a dangerous shot. It was a bad idea, and he shouldn't do it again. But the reason they're changing. So this it, is the reason why they're changing it, right? He he. he well, no, the reason they're changing it, Tony. Not to interrupt. Sorry. But evidently, everybody who's playing Pebble Beach now thinks it's a really cool idea to try and put their ball there and try this shot. Right, that's what I was getting to. Okay. They, 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 the guests who stay there are all trying to recreate this shot. And I'm sure uh, the folks at Pebble Beach, the last thing they need is uh, one of those stories to come across where somebody has actually falls passed away the because canyon. they fell into the canyon yeah. trying to recreate they've, the shot. They've moved up the penalty line, or they've moved back the penalty and, line. And by the way, this is this is the interesting part. There really isn't a fix for this. Like, if, if people decide that they're going to recreate this shot, yes, they've moved the line up further, but... If they they're wanted, still going to do they, it. There's no, you can't build anything to prevent anybody from taking that shot. You know, there's one shot I've taken in my life, and it wasn't during a PGA Tour tournament, but I did take a shot that um, right below me was a lot of water, and uh, I almost fell in. I lost my footing, and I fell right onto my stomach and went like, ooh, right before I hit the water. You know, the wall of the water. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I would never do it again because that really hurt. It, like, I, I, Is it that like serious, though, to create that shot? I mean, to, yes. to, to put your life on the line? Yes. Yes, it's that serious. I don't, I don't know that it's that serious. Chris, would you do it? I know that you're a great no, golfer. No, I'm not a great golfer. And uh, I'm going to explain to you even further why I'm not a great golfer in the next segment. But I oh. uh, hadn't got to that yet. Uh, oh, no, wow. I would not do what Jordan Speed did. And his, his caddy advised him not to do it. And probably the best move that he's ever made yeah so. yeah he said i think i said this is spieth i think i saved a stroke does the reward outweigh the risk <laughs> not if you think the risk was dying but i also i felt like i could whack it over the water with a seven iron and get it up near the green and i thought about near the green would be easier than hitting a seven iron from 10 yards back and yeah i think now knowing my son a lot better he was really young at the time i may not have hit that shot he wasn't old enough at that time to to quit to make I that a, it, as he said it was three months old three months not enough at that time. You needed to be a little bit older for Jordan to realize. But, yeah, so now the grass has also grown up along with the penalty line being moved back. So no one can do this anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are happy to go down to Pebble Beach, please. Take me first. <laughs> please please don't do this. Now, in uh, some somber news, uh, Hall of Fame NFL executive, former Charger executive, Bobby Beathard, passed away today at 86 years of age. For those who don't remember, he, he really had this um, – this organization, the Charger organization, that was in San Diego from 1990 to 2000, um, he was the only one to bring a, at least a Super Bowl appearance to the yeah. Chargers, and uh, uh, he was highly regarded around these parts, at, at least early on. Right? He was the first five years. You know, when they got to the Super Bowl, uh, Bobby Beathard was great, but then when Bobby Beathard uh, decided to trade up in the draft to make sure that the Chargers got Ryan Leaf. Uh, with the second overall pick, things went uh, a little sour for him. Um, prior to that, he'd had a run-in with Bobby Ross. Bobby Ross lost the battle of power 
Bobby Ross was shown the door. There was a lot of people on Bobby Ross's side. But, uh, you know, suffice to say, Chargers may not ever have gone to any Super Bowls if it wasn't for Bobby Beathard. And he had an incredible career. He won two Super Bowls as the GM of the Redskins. He won two more as a player personnel director with the undefeated Miami Dolphins. Uh, this guy's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So whether you're a Bobby Beathard fan or not, our heart goes out to him and his family uh, today, or his family today, and the passing of Beathard, who I think, you know, overall should be remembered fondly around these parts. Indeed. All right. Let's uh, step away, get to break. When we come back, we're going to hear from Chris. Uh, he's going to tell us why he doesn't play golf or why he's not very good at golf. Why I also still hate the game more than anything else on this planet. <laughs> you better not ever play around again. We're going to Chris all the way. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. segment and said, uh, I hope you never play golf again. Guess what, Scraby? You might get your wish. I'll oh. tell you about that in just a second. Uh-oh. 518 is the time. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr. Happy hour. Gwynn and Chris get together for a Wednesday. The Boston Celtics just uh, put the uh, hurting on the Brooklyn Nets. First quarter score at the end of the first quarter tonight in Boston. Celtics 46, Nets 16. That's a 30-point lead after the first quarter. Now, if you extrapolate that out and they outscored them by 30 in every quarter, they'd win the game by 120 points. Yeah. That would be a record. Yeah, that's but, uh, uh, they slowed down a little bit in the second quarter, but that is, uh, that's tough. 46 to 16. My goodness, at the end of the first quarter, Celtics currently lead 59 to 33. With 7.26 to go in the second quarter. All right, Scraby, I went and played golf today with my uh, usual uh, friends. And uh, I must tell you, I had the absolute worst day I think I've ever had. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's ever, but it was close to it. 
Uh, four holes had water. I went into the water on all four holes. So you couldn't even play bogey golf on today, huh? I didn't even didn't bother. <laughs> so pathetic. Where did you play? Uh, I played. I almost don't want to name the course because oh. I mean I'm going to trash it here in a second. <laughs> okay, <laughs> don't um, name it. Dude. I, I I think it was really an unfair course. I mean, I had a couple of holes where I did just clock the ball. Uh, on live and then on my second shot and I was still short of the green and I was really getting upset. They had bunkers in front of every flag placement. <laughs> I, I don't I don't need bunkers in front of flag placements to make the shot hard on me. It's already hard enough. Like I said, it was in the water. I lost six balls. Uh, I had only one bogey all day and no pars. Oof. Everything else was on the north side of a bogey. <laughs> oh, that was a rough. It game, was yeah. really awful. Uh, well, I would, you know, Scrapey would be proud of this fact. I was counting my penalty strokes Thank every time you. I went into the water, so yeah. that's why I had no, no bogeys. It's like it, my it grandpa. Was, my grandpa used to count a score and be like, "Oh yeah," and then I had about three penalties. So yeah, like, well, was, grandpa, that's part of your score. It was really pathetic. <laughs> and, you you, you know, got on your grandpa the same way you get on Chris. Yes, well, our family takes golf very seriously. Yeah, well, you sounds I, like you take golf. I don't really <laughs> take it that seriously. But the one thing that I thought of as I was heading down the stretch, the final three or four holes was. Um, you know, the the great thing about golf is you always hit that one shot that brings you back the next time. Yeah, You didn't have one of those. You didn't, didn't have, have one, one of those, those today. today. You didn't even have one of those today. I didn't have one good shot the entire day. I finished up on the last hole with like a nine. Ooh. It was just one disaster after another. Everything that could go wrong went wrong, and my mental... I mentally broke down. I, I mean, can I, just, I can see Chris being frustrated. I just flat out like, gave up about halfway through. I'm done. Nothing was going my way. My the guy I was playing with was unfortunately playing just as lousy as I was. Oh, so you guys were both so miserable. So we were both miserable, and I uh, blamed half of it on the course. I blamed half of it on my uh, awful play. The only thing I could say is that I did not break a club. Oh. I mean, I thought for sure I might, but... You should never break, break clubs. That's embarrassing. I, I shouldn't, but I almost broke one unintentionally on oh. one of the holes because my ball was kind of in... Well, I thought it was in the fairway until I hit underneath the ball, uh huh, and uh, my club stuck in the mud. <laughs> oh, and man. I just about broke my arm oh, man. on that one. So, yeah, I, I there was a part of me that said, you know, I, can't, I can see me never playing the sport again. I can see me never playing the sport again. But you know what I finally realized in the very end, Scraby? What? This was just golf's way of getting back at me. Yes. Because I've been so mean to golf. You have. Over the last four You've or five years. You've been unruly. I've been just, yeah, just so unfair to the to the Farmers Insurance Open and people who love the sport, and I've been really unfair talking about how boring it is and how old and stodgy everybody is and... So today, golf got me back. Yeah, good I job, mean, golf gods. That's all I can say. Golf got me back. It was a horrible day, just horrible. So uh, I think the only way out of this, Scraby, I'll ask for your uh, expertise. But mm-hmm. after a day like this, I think the only thing you can do really is go to the range and hit some balls and just try to feel better about yourself. I don't know that I'm ready to go back on in a course yet. I wouldn't. I don't I blame mean, you. I felt that bad about how I played. That sounds like uh, a, a terrible experience. It was. The only way to practice, I mean, you can go to the driving range, but I think the only way to really practice is actually play. Yeah, I know. But i got to go hit some good shots. Like, I get that. Squarely hit the ball yeah, you got to get that feeling. comfortable again. It Did was you like pathetic. what? What were what was the, 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 main the green? Theme? The greens were like concrete. My ball was rolling from one side of the green to the other. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I'm never going to that golf course again. And it's not the golf course's fault. I'm just not good enough to play that course. 
I, it's just too tough for me. What so, course is it? I'm not you gonna, didn't trash the course. The air. You didn't trash. Okay, I, I'll tell you off right. the air because I don't want to trash the course. I'm sure there's a look, man. There was there was six old ladies playing behind us. They seem to be enjoying themselves. So, you know, maybe I'm the only one who can't stand this course, but it was just a it was a forgettable day. Just so. just call the loss. I mean, everybody has those days at golf. Yeah, it was it was Everybody has those days. It was ugh, it was ugly. Ugly, I, I say. I have um if we're going to do some random stories here. I have Kathy just sent me our our great listener Kathy. Yeah. She just Shout sent out to me Kathy. uh an article about Boomer Esiason. He was in Kansas City for the Sunday AFC Championship game. So I guess he did his show for WFAN from the Kansas City Studios. And um, he ended up, I guess they have food items that are not behind glass or anything like that. Kind of like we used to have, where we used to have shelves of food items. And then we'd have to, on the honor system, pay for it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess Boomer didn't know you had to pay for it. And he was just grabbing food and going yes. back to the <laughs> He said he said he assumed all of the food was free and claims to have taken ten items before the program director of the station said anything to him. And so the morning sh- or the, the show the Ten WF- items. Yeah. Jesus. How much food do you need? The, the WFAN show, I guess, called the uh a computer the other radio station's program director and they explained everything and uh Boomer refuses to pay apparently. So refuses to pay. Come on, Boomer. Come on, yeah. man. You can't and just he, walk it. Why is it that the richest people are the cheapest? <laughs> because they don't that, have to pay. That's anything. why they're rich, apparently. Yeah, they're not used to ever paying for anything. Yeah, I mean, come on, I Boomer. Think, I mean, we you can write a check for heaven. First sake. of all, shouldn't like your conscience like guilt you at least into, get you to look right? around like, and go, "Hey, is this?" Because really I, I know when we had that system in it. I'm not gonna lie. There was a times where I was like, "Hmm." No one's here. No one would ever know. But my conscience yes. was was convicting on that. I like, have that voice. I don't know. Scraby, do you have that voice in your head? He's not paying. He, by the doing... way, he, he didn't hear anything we just said. I was reading more. Um, so they, you they said hear. that the prices are going to go up because they need to cover the cost of the theft. Now they're, 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 going, they're, going, now they're going overboard yeah. on no, that. They were just joking. Uh, do I have the voice in the back of my head that is that stops you from stealing yes. stuff when nobody's looking oh absolutely i you know i can't i can't have that out of my conscience it i have to tell people if i do something wrong or else i'll just scrappy's not lying he, when he's when he's out of pocket or he's done something wrong he usually snitches on himself he oh, got mad to. at me one time because i said i threw a gun ra- gum wrapper out the window yeah you're littering america it, it's true it's true Terrible. And, and, and by the way, all you people with your sprinklers on in the rain, come on. Come on. That doesn't make sense. My wife is a stickler for that. Sprinklers in the like, rain? Like sprinklers turning, on the rain? turning up, making sure our, our water's turned Tony. off in the rain. Oh, my gosh. And, go but then up, she also there. will forget to turn it back on, and then she's wondering why the grass is just dying out there. Tony, <laughs> it's a monsoon. Can you go out there and turn the sprinkler off? And, I mean, you just get shredded Crushed. with rain. Crushed. Yeah, it's always I, the, it's always raining at its hardest yeah, too. I don't have to turn sprinklers off, but I do have to put the covering on the back door, backyard furniture. Ah, yeah, and no, we gave up on that. You know, a long I time don't. Ago. I know. I don't know that it's going to rain. So the only time I'm ever putting the covering on the backyard furniture is when it's absolutely pouring. pouring. <laughs> you know, I'm out there. You know, I used to when I lived in Cincinnati. My cousin had a hot tub, and we used to go in the hot tub all the time during the winter. And the worst thing ever was putting the 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 top on the hot tub while it's snowing. 
and it's like midnight and you're freezing. After you got out? After you oh, got yeah, that's out, terrible. You're, you're soaking wet. Oh, Just man. leave it. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I said, Let it freeze Chris. over. That's what I say. It can't. It's a hot tub. It's The water's warm enough. Uh, leave it. Just to go ahead and put a bow on this, mm. Jimmy G is not returning. Uh-oh. Did as, something happen? Well, you know, your boy Kyle Shanahan. Uh, he was asked. Uh, whether there was any scenario in which he could see Garoppolo returning to the San Francisco to San Francisco in 2023, Shanahan did not mince words. No, I don't see a scenario of that. End of quote. I wouldn't say that because you said that last year. I thought, and Tom Brady said he was retiring last year. Ah, oh, that's a good point. So a lot of different things are happening. One, one more thing, Sammy Lev, guys. He is getting ready for the baseball season. You need to go to his Twitter at Sammy Lev because he waited two hours. For the semi-trucks that carry all the equipment to spring training, he waited two hours for those to leave Petco so he can get video of God it. God bless his heart. Yeah, he was he was uh, taking pictures of the trucks being loaded. The The fryer <laughs> is actually there in a uh, safety vest watching the trucks being loaded. It's what? The fryer's in a safety <laughs> look, vest? Look, the fryer's in a safety vest. Go to Sammy Lev's Twitter, at <laughs> Sammy Lev. And he's sitting there. He has those little, like, What wands. does the fryer do during the offseason? I don't know. Poor guy. He's everywhere. Does he just ring the bell during the offseason? I don't know what he does. Don't know. I don't know either. All right. Uh, there was one NFL uh, Super Bowl story today. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's involved in this one as well, Scraby. Uh, Eagles offensive lineman Josh Sills, a serious story, was indicted yeah. by a uh, a court in Philadelphia, grand jury, uh, one count of rape, one count of kidnapping. These are both first-degree felonies. He's been indicted. Uh, this is something that apparently uh, allegedly took place in December of 2019. The NFL said to now Sills is, you know, and the Eagles are still alive. This He's a backup uh, offensive lineman. He played in one game this year. But uh, the NFL has said that uh, Sills has been placed on the commissioner's exempt list, will not be permitted to uh, participate in any practices, games, or travel with the teams while he's on this list. Uh, the matter will be reviewed under the NFL's personal conduct policy. Just for fun, uh, Kyle Shanahan was asked about what he would do in this situation, and he said, "Oh, I'd let him play." That's not true. You did not. He, you. you I got this big grin on my face because I'm not sure. I, know. It's true. I, I can't imagine him saying that. I can't. Well, he let imagine. the last guy play last I, week. Of course, I immediately thought of that. And again, last week I said that that guy shouldn't have played for the team, and I kept I know my. You did. I kept it there. I know. This is a no, lot. No, this is worse. a total different matter. Yeah, this no, is a this lot is worse. What, were, what was he doing on the team anyway? Well, it was first. It was in 2018 that this happened, and, and it didn't. It. I don't know that. It was uh, doesn't sound like something was really anybody was aware of right until the indictment came down. I just don't so. understand how a team does all of this research, but they can't figure out that. I mean, they're probably not doing as much research on the third string. They should. He's got. I think he's had like three snaps all season long. It's probably not at the top of their list. No, it's not. But not saying that it should. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying it's not. That's a terrible. Real story. quick, Brock Purdy's elbow. Um, is a little bit worse than yeah. than. So is it being officially reported now? It, yeah, it is. It says uh, it said the first order of business for Purdy is getting the torn ulnar collateral ligament in his right elbow taken care of. Purdy had further imaging done on the elbow Tuesday afternoon, and although no decision has been made yet on whether he will have reconstruction, which is Tommy John surgery, yeah. or repair, which is this internal brace procedure. I don't know what that is, but the latter is the one they're leaning towards. And it's a little bit shorter recovery. 
So, you know, Tommy John, and I'm not sure. I, I mean, I think any type of throwing motion would be pretty tough with Tommy John in six months. I mean, most guys are out longer than that's six months. Thought, that's why I thought. And I, I think was like, because it's football, we're talking about uh, different different throwing motion. Different, yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah, that's baseball's not over a year, isn't it, for Tommy John surgery? Yeah, it's a, yeah, for a lot of guys, inside so, just inside a year or just outside a year. So, yeah, I feel bad for the guy because I mean. I think a well, lot of people. should feel bad. I mean, he should feel he should uh, he should sue Kyle Shanahan. Okay, because he didn't protect him. him on the field. That's right. I mean, no, I, I think if that's the case, uh, Mr. Johns, Josh Johns has, has well, a case. He has, a, he has a suit as well. Be co-defendants, <laughs> co-whatever uh, it is. You got to co- feel uh, for him as a human because he he he's a rookie. He wins those games leading into the playoffs. He gets the NFC Championship, and then the and now he's hurt, and his next year is in jeopardy. And that's just brutal. That's what the chance that all these guys take, though. Oh, Seriously. True, totally, yeah. totally. And you go out there and play football. That kind of thing can definitely happen. All right, we'll step aside. we got our interview of the day coming up, uh, talking about our old friend Dick Monfort, the owner of the Colorado Rockies, and his comments earlier this week about the Padres and their overspending ways. We'll find out what people in Denver think about that when Gwen and Chris continues. <laughs> I really got to give a shout out to to Tom Brady, and not for the reasons you're, you're thinking. Yes, he's the goat, but without Tom Brady, we're short about three segments today. <laughs> I was wondering where you're. I was going. wondering if he wouldn't mind <laughs> announcing his retirement. Can he again do it tomorrow? tomorrow? Because because I mean, yeah, that retirement saved us today of really what was a lackluster day in sports There's news. two weeks of the sports calendar that are really, really tough. One of them is the week of the All-Star game in Major League Baseball, yeah, where there's absolutely nothing going on except for one All-Star game. And, you know, credit to Major League Baseball because they get us to talk about the All-Star game and break it down like it's the biggest deal in the <laughs> world, it's the only and it's thing. just not. You know, we're like, oh, in right field, do you take Juan Soto? Or, I mean, it's like, really? I mean, it's an exhibition game, and we may, you know, but we've got nothing to deal, you know, do for three days. That's one of the weeks. And then the second week is this dead week yes. before we get to Super Bowl week. Because next week you at least have the press conferences least, that right. you can dissect and we'll talk get a about that. something right? or other. Maybe the Cincinnati mayor will say something stupid, <laughs> you know. But <laughs> right. this week nobody's it's saying quiet anything. It's quiet this week. It's totally quiet this week. I mean, all the players are doing is making ticket arrangements and travel arrangements. and try. Yeah, it really truly is. So if Tom Brady wouldn't mind – Announcing again tomorrow that he's retiring, or if or maybe Aaron Rodgers. How about how about he says he's Aaron retired? Yeah, tomorrow's a great day to call it a career. So <laughs> it'd be nice and do it around. If you could wait to do it about five minutes to two, that would be uh, so. It's real fresh. Appreciated. It's real fresh. You start getting breakdowns in mid show that you could that you could yes, go to. That would be a, that would be very much appreciated tomorrow. Thank you. Uh, what what ended up being the end of that first half score? Uh, uh, Boston ended up putting seventy nine points points up on Brooklyn in the first half. They lead by 34 points. But the 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 story is what they did in the first quarter where they outscored Brooklyn 46 to 16. I've done some checking. The how the most points ever scored in a first quarter is 51. So I'm assuming that the 46 that they scored and the 16 they allowed Tony 
A 30-point lead after one quarter probably has never happened before in NBA history. I'm sure the ESPN stats and research people will figure all that out, but it's certainly one of the biggest leads I've ever heard of after one quarter in an NBA game. So yeah. now they're at halftime, and the lead is 34 points. Uh, Kyrie Irving's having himself a big game. He's minus 33 in the plus-minus column in just the first half. So it's yeah. not going so well. Jason Tatum's got 20 Three points, five of seven on threes. And I saw a couple of those threes, Tony. There was like three people in his face, and it hits nothing but the bottom of the net. He, um, it's pretty clear that he works pretty hard at his game. He's gotten better and better and better and better every year. Uh, Very good. And he's probably your leading candidate for MVP, or at least one. There's a bunch. As we talked about yesterday, there's a lot of really good deserving players of that. can't go wrong with a lot of them. Yeah, of of that award. Well, last night I watched an NBA game followed by a college game, right, one after another. I watched the Bulls, Clippers, and then immediately switched to it. It was over, went right to the Aztecs in Nevada. With all due respect to every single player in the Aztecs-Nevada game, you're all terrific. It's not close. But it is unbelievably noticeable when you watch one after another just how incredibly much more talented these guys in the NBA are. That's across the board in all majors. Across course, the board. Because we, we ask, we you get you often hear, you know, women, Alabama had its run. Like yeah, how yeah good, they could beat they the could Panthers. Beat the, yeah. No, they could not. No, they could it's not. A, it's just a different ball game when it comes to getting to that level. Yeah. And it, everybody who's ever done it will tell you the same thing. Yeah. It's a whole nother world, and you really notice it when you watch it back-to-back like I did last night. It was like the Aztec game – Felt like it was in slow motion. <laughs> right. Felt like guys were laboriously putting up shots. And yeah. I just the NBA is just ridiculous. It is. All right, let's uh, get to our interview of the day. Patrick Saunders of the Denver Post joined us earlier. If you missed it, you're in luck. You get a chance to hear it. First, here's some traffic. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Patrick Saunders, Denver Post sports writer on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Patrick, how are you doing today? Nice to talk with you. I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, right, let me just cut right to it. Uh, we obviously are not fans of anything that Dick Monfort had to say about the Padres. Uh, are, how was that received in Colorado in general from Rockies fans? Well, I think it was overshadowed, guys, by... Uh, his initial comments at this event last Saturday where uh, he essentially said the Rockies, as, who we know have been in a slump here for a number of years, uh, had a chance to be uh, a 500 ball club. That went over like a lead balloon. <laughs> um, so that that was the number one thing most Rockies fans, as far as I could tell, were concerned about. Uh, the pod, the comments he made about the Padres uh, were secondary, uh, but there were some people who were like a little perplexed by that as well. Uh, so first and foremost, people are tired of the Rockies losing. Uh, 
Second, they want Montfort to spend like the Padres. Uh, I don't think he's ever going to. Uh, so that's where it stands right now. Patrick, that's where where I want to go uh, in terms of, of this conversation. The Rockies have kind of been stuck in this area of not being very good. Um, and, it you know, talking to folks around the organization, it, it seems like there's not really a direction in which they want to go. Has there been any clarity in, in that in terms of, you know, if he's not going to spend Padre level, I understand it. Not all the teams are going to be able to do that. But is there a plan to, to get this team back into contention again? I think that's the frustration with the fans and, frankly, with those of us who cover the team. Uh, I think right now this franchise is lacking a direction. Mm. Uh, their GM, uh, Bill Schmidt, who was their longtime director of scouting, and then he took over for uh, Jeff Bradge a couple of years ago, he likes to refer to the Rockies as draft and develop. Well, until recently, their drafts weren't all that good, at least not since they, they've fallen out of the playoff picture. So draft and develop, yet it's curious because then they go out and give Chris Bryant last year the biggest free agent contract in team history. And so people are saying, well, you said draft and develop, and yet you throw all this money at one guy, Chris Bryant, who ends up only playing 42 games because he's injured. And I think that's the biggest question mark. I think that's why people get get angry with the team here, because they look at the Padres and they say, yes, the Padres' ownership has a lot of money. They have deep pockets. But the Padres, from what I understand, their TV contract is less lucrative than the Rockies. Uh, you know, the Padres are drawing well now, but for years they didn't draw as well as the Rockies did. Yet the Padres are all in. Yeah. I mean, they're going for it. And the fans want the Rockies, for once, to be all in. And they look at uh, the team in 2017 and 18 that was a playoff team and looked like it was on the verge of maybe being, you know, a legitimate contender. And then they just let it disintegrate. And that's, and I tell people this all the time, that's the reason Nolan Arenado wanted out, yeah. the reason Trevor Story left, um, because they didn't see ownership in the front office being aggressive enough or bold enough to be competitive. And you're right. The Rockies lack an identity and a direction right now. Dick Montford also seems to lack a real feel for the situation, Patrick. Patrick Saunders is with us from the uh, the Denver Post talking about the comments made by uh, the ownership there in Colorado. I mean, he says something like they've got three, maybe four starting pitchers, and then they're sort of like us. Does yeah. anybody in Denver believe that comment either? No, 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 <laughs> no. You know, I was that was that was a little bit of a head scratcher. And let me just for your listeners, let me put it into concept context. Dick Monfort does not talk to the media very often, hmm. and as a person, I like Dick Monfort. He he treats me well. We get along okay. But he was at an event, a baseball fundraising breakfast, up in a town north of Denver called Greeley, where he was born and raised. And he made the initial comments about 500 baseball to the audience. And then he sat down with a few reporters, and he gave us almost an hour of his time. And he was asked uh, by another reporter, it wasn't me, he was asked by another reporter, do you feel the pressure uh, from what the Padres are doing in the NOS, spending all this money, et cetera? And that's where he said, well, I don't 100% agree with what the Padres are doing. And then what you mentioned, 
He said they had three, maybe four starting pitchers, then sort of like us. I think what he was trying to say is the Padres lack depth, like the Rockies lack depth. Well, but you got to say at least the the Padres have Musgrave and Snell and Darvish right. and some prospects up there. Guys, the Rockies are looking to find anybody outside of their top two who both are coming up down seasons. So it's kind of nonsensical to tell you the truth. Patrick Saunders joins us here, Denver Post, on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. And, Patrick, I want to shift gears. Uh, obviously, the other big news out that way is, is Sean Payton becoming the head coach uh, for the Denver Broncos. Uh, first, was was this the first choice of the organization um, for for this opening that they had at the head coaching position? You know what? That's a muddled picture right now, and I think it depends on who you talk to. I think we'll find out more when they make the official announcement with Peyton. Uh, you know, some people say that Peyton was the guy all along because the the Broncos management and ownership believes that the Peyton can fix uh, quarterback Russell Wilson. Others were saying they thought the D coordinator from the Niners who ended up going to the Texans mm. was the best fit overall. Uh it's just, it is kind of messy. Um, Broncos Nation, I can tell you, and as you guys probably know, you've been through Colorado enough. I mean, Broncos Nation is everything yeah, here. Yeah. Right? It's, it's everything. The, the Rockies are so down, far down on the totem pole, you can hardly see them compared to the Broncos. But um, I think there's some concerns with Peyton from some hardcore fans who think that, uh, yeah, he was good, but he wasn't as good as he should have been given the talent down in New Orleans. And if that's true or not, I don't know. Uh, but I would say right now, Broncos nation's kind of jaded. Uh, and a lot of it is now, you know, show me what you got time. Because right. when Russell Wilson wrote in and said, let's ride last year, <laughs> and had a new coach, everybody was all excited. And then it just went to the crapper. If I can say that on radio, um, and so pe- people are pretty skeptical right now. Patrick, uh, you talked about the Broncos. What is their new ownership like there? I mean, ever since uh, Bolin passed on and, uh, you know, this whole franchise has made the uh, made the changeover, uh, it hasn't been the same Denver Broncos that we're used to. Is this ownership still finding its way, and what do the fans feel about that ownership in Denver with the Broncos? Well, I think uh, – uh, you know, it, it has connections, of course, to the Walmart fortune. So there's deep pockets there, and everybody loves that. Uh, what they're waiting to see is how involved and how committed and how passionate this ownership is going to be compared to the way Pat Bowen was. Because when Pat was alive, and I used to cover the, the Broncos in, back in the day when Elway was winning Super Bowls, etc., cetera, uh, you know, Pat Bowen was – he was a hands-on behind the scenes, if that makes sense. And he had so much respect from people in the building and the players and the staff because they knew he would do anything to make this team a winner. And it wasn't about red tape and bureaucracy. These players felt like if they had a legitimate concern uh, that Pat Bowen genuinely cared about them. And Broncos from that era – they have a number of Hall of Famers, and every single one of them would go out of their way to praise Pat Bowen because he was so instrumental 
So now it feels more corporate than mm. Pat Boland was like. Now, does that change? I don't know. This new ownership has been kind of in the background. Pat Boland was not a, in the background guy. He let his coaches do his thing, but he was a very involved owner. And I think it remains to be seen if this new ownership group is going to be like Pat Boland or is it going to, I mean, we don't want to be Jerry Jones, of course, but um, <laughs> right. Well, at least I wouldn't think, but, uh, or is it going to be just total money background corporate stuff? I think that remains to be seen. Patrick Saunders from the Denver Post. We appreciate the time. Uh, just uh, on our way out, uh, just please remind uh, Mr. Monfort that the uh, Rockies do open their season in San Diego this year. So <laughs> right. the Padres will get the first crack at them. And uh, I don't know if it's bulletin board material to the Padres, but it seems like it's a little bulletin board material to us here in San Diego. Well, and can I add one more quick thing? Sure. And this is my own personal opinion, and it's not a reflection necessarily on Dick Monfort, but – I think Dick may have missed the boat because on this a little bit because what he didn't say, uh, for my money, last year, but particularly going forward, you'd be hard-pressed to find a more entertaining ball club than the San Diego Padres. Yeah. I mean, right. I mean, to watch on a daily basis, to watch that lineup and the speed and the power and everything they've got going for them and the way the fans have reacted to Petco the last couple of years, Man, it, it, it doesn't get much better than that. And I got to be bluntly honest. I covered the Rockies for a long time. And last season was probably the most boring season I've mm. ever covered yeah. of this team. So there's a wide gulf between the talent of the two franchises right now and also the, the entertainment value of the two teams. Yeah. Well, the owner thinks that their uh, Rockies are sort of like uh, the Padres. So, <laughs> Patrick, take that for what it's worth. Have Thank a good you, Patrick. Season. Okay, Say guys. hi to our buddy okay, Bud guys. Black, too, because we still love I, him. Uh, everybody loves Bud Black, yeah. and I mean that sincerely. He is the best. He is terrific. Thanks so much, Patrick. Appreciate the time. Okay, guys. All right, Thanks. there he goes, Patrick Saunders from the uh, Denver Post. Joining us on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, Save Money the Right Way with the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new road. Scrammy, t- stop talking while Chris is trying to give the read in the background, I honestly man. didn't Jeez. know I was that loud. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, Patrick. <laughs> really appreciate you. You all right over there, Chris? It's pretty distracting. <laughs> it is. Well, then tell them to, to get me help <laughs> or something. <laughs> That's going to do it for today's show. We'll be back at it again tomorrow. Help me help you. Yes. Keith Smith joins us, NBA. See you tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 